Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome, Welcome back. to our first annual first annual Christmas holiday podcast. The Mentoring for the Modern Musician Hey, Holiday edition. It's Christmas. There's a lot of Christmas <laughs> songs on the radio. What's up with that? We're going we're to talk to you about that because... Because it's the thing. Here's the thing. You're a musician, right? That's why you're... Or you love a musician. Or you have to deal with a musician. I don't right. know why you're listening to this podcast. There's a musician in your life. Maybe just love musicians. Yeah. But since the goal of, of the podcast... Uh, the main goal of the podcast, the inspiration for the podcast. One of the main goals. The One inspiration. Of the things we do. The inspiration. Okay, we'll go with that. The podcast was to be mentors to other musicians. And help you out. Exactly. Save you time. Cut, save you money. Cut your learning curve. Cut your learning curve. Save you years of struggle. Bring you joy. Help you feel calm. Exactly. And in this... Especially in this hectic... Festive... <laughs> you, Michael says hectic. I say festive. This festic... The festic. <laughs> this festic time of year. It's a festic time of year. What does that mean? It's hectic and festive, dude. It's festive you could and do, hectic. I like you festive could do first. Hestive. Instead of hectic or hectic. Festic. I think festic. festic. festic Although festic though. sounds like you're swearing at them. <laughs> or, Watch your mouth, or young man. Or a really great rock band from New York City. Or a tasty dish <laughs> at a holiday party. Oh, did you try the festic? It's amazing. Try it. I like it with the uh, little pieces of bread, the little <laughs> little hummus, the I like a little hummus, hummus on the and side. some festic. Oh, I'm gonna wrap some of that festic up and bring it home. That's <laughs> the best thing. So, just so you guys know, remember, <laughs> so, just so that you know, we have a good time when we're filming. What we do at this point is we just take a break. Exactly. We just we just stop filming. We just stop. But we're rolling with we're this, rolling, man. So this is the thing: you guys get to enjoy our ridiculousness, <laughs> our festive ridiculousness. Just if you're going to a party, bring some festive. Bring some festive with you. There's all kinds of different ways to prepare it, and or if it were, if you're going to like we just saw our friend who's heading down to New York, yes, to meet with a big Italian family, right, for Christmas, he could bring some festive fazool. Right, you have to. I don't know what that is. Again, I just made it up. Just make it up. But that's fine. Trying to be multiple. So speaking of making things up. Yes. If you're a songwriter. Make up a song. Make up a Christmas song. Make up a Christmas song. Because that is one of the most lucrative things you could ever do as a songwriter. I feel like putting uh, an audio asterisk on that. Tell me. And so after you say that, I go, uh, subjects are... Things are subject to change and may change because uh, streaming is different now. And they are. are however, but, however, but but you always know that you're going to get streams every single year. Yes. So it's completely well, passive. It's, it's completely passive catalog listening. Yes. And again, since we're we've been talking about getting your head out of the idea that the only way to make money is to sell records. Right. Exactly. Um, the only way is to get. Spins on the radio, and although that's part of it, I mean, absolutely, if you got Christmas songs, man. If you have Christmas songs, and they're good, yes. Even if not they're even, not good, not sometimes even, if, you're, if you have Christmas songs and they're just good, and they're pretty good, they're good enough, they're passable, then they're going to play on on stations because you've listened. They play the same twelve, right? Well, and they're probably now that now that we've got you know newer platforms like Spotify. No, me, I, 
the playlist that I've been listening to on Spotify this season, I've learned I've heard a lot of Christmas songs that I didn't know existed. Yeah, me too. You know, and I think that's just going to continue. Mm-hmm. And the more you can end up on people's playlists, especially if they are, you know, tastemakers playlists, or and the more they people right. find out about you, the more people know about you, the more exactly. you are in the forefront of their minds, right. the more you can have a career exactly as a musician. So, so remember, we're we're always trying to give you a new angle to look at it, a new way to inspire you, something else to, uh, you know, to to get you moving, get you motivated, exactly, and uh, you know, keep your love for your career and music and being positive. Have a good time. All the time. All the time, Michael. That's my <laughs> Exactly. Philosophy. So, we're going to kick this thing off with one of the one of the most lucrative modern Christmas songs. Oh, without a doubt. And we're, we'll start with the iconic version. Okay. Uh, I'm excited because I can't remember. Michael's controlling the playlist. I have the playlist. So, first. so, here we go. She doesn't even care about that. She doesn't care. I just want you she has no idea. My own. You could ever know. Make my wish That's it. That's all she wants. And so here's the thing. When she recorded that song, she had already had a number of top 10 hits. Absolutely. Was already was in the middle of being married to Tommy Amatola. Yep, wasn't Yep. Uh, has not, was not divorced from him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, had these solid gold pipes, right? So she already was this successful. Yes. But then she co-wrote this Christmas song which has netted her over $60 million in royalties revenue. Just royalties revenue alone. Wow. Not placement revenue, not, right? So it's in so many different movies, so many different versions. It, you know, every time someone plays it, it, records it, they get it, you know, she gets Right, right. So here's the thing. She's an artist, and she's she is worth over $520 million, but it, so th- that's sort of the exception to- well, you know, no, however, that means it's it's over ten percent. Over ten percent of her net worth is from one Christmas song. Yeah, from the royalties of one Christmas song. She she made so much money off of that. She made as much as uh, the sixty million dollar man was worth <laughs> from that one song. Exactly, exactly. Right? So now, so so here's here's one of the reasons why. So we mentioned we just talked about spins on the radio. Um. Now remember, this was back in the day, so there were record sales. So there were record sales well. to go along with that, being placed, you know, placements in movies and mm-hmm. and such. But remember, if you write a great Christmas song, other artists might also want to cover it and do their own version, for which you still get paid. Don't 
want a lot for Christmas. Michael, there's just one thing. We do know that this is the time of year that don't care about Michael Bublé crawls out from under his rock to sing Christmas songs for everybody. He leaves his massive palace in Salute to sing Christmas songs for people. Make my wish come true. It's a fancy rock. You know it's a fancy rock. I want but again, great version. Right? Just a just such a great version yeah. of that song. Just classic. Yep. Right. And and he's so great at turning other people's songs into his song. He also he's a great example of being authentic and being real and being himself. Absolutely. If you were to describe Michael Bublé, he's a crooner. As and say, what I'm thinking is a modern day crooner. Oh, pretty much the same thing. Right. Like Tony Bennett, if Tony Bennett came out today, right. you just go, that sounds pretty much like, like a, Frank Sinatra with a better voice. Like sounds like it wasn't gonna work. How could that possibly that work? Can't, are people gonna be okay? The kids aren't gonna listen to that. Right, right. Are the kids gonna <laughs> think it's cool? The answer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, the kids are gonna think it's cool because it's real and it's authentic. It's, it's completely him. He does exactly yep. who he is. Yes. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So that's another great example of you know, you've got how else do you make revenue stream from this one song that you wrote? Well, other people are gonna cover it. Right. Right. So here's one of the most famous covers of a Christmas song ever. Literally a Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Nat King Cole. Wow singing the Christmas song, which is very often in parentheses called Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. You know what? I don't remember the last time I listened to that song with headphones. Mm. And we're listening with headphones because we're recording. Well, in the studio, so, yeah. um, that gave me all the feels. <laughs> like his voice is oh, yeah. just... Well, and he plays piano just enough. Ah! Oh, you know, man. and the strings and one of the great things about that era of Christmas song, right? Mm-hmm. And and Nat and, and his voice. I yeah. mean, amazing. And that's probably the most famous version of that song. Well, it's certainly the most famous version of that song in our house. Exactly. But it was actually written by a little tunesmith named Mel Torme. Mel Torme, when he was young. He was like 20 or something. Right. Um, and he and a buddy wrote it. Right. Uh, and they're in L.A., yeah, and they're LA. <laughs> right, exactly. And they're like, eh, I don't know. people do chestnuts? I don't know. Right. Sounds oh, like I remember, remember holidays in the old days. Sounds like the thing people would and, do. And the chestnuts be. roasting on the open fire. Not so much. I don't remember that ever. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. And but it's so great. Look, it's... if you're in Hawaii, that's not your thing, right? right. Maka probably is right. Or but, whatever Don Ho was singing. Right, exactly. But it's such an iconic song because it. It feels like what you want Christmas to feel like. Exactly right. Right? Exactly. Or at least yes. most 
you know, people who are familiar with any kind of wintertime. Yes. In so, but the so Mel Torme. Well, here's his version. He's got a long intro, doesn't he? He does have a long intro, um, and he's got an amazing voice. However, it's not Nat King Cole. Right. It's a songwriter's voice. It's an amazing voice for a songwriter, right? And he's a tremendous sort of jazz guy. Oh, absolutely anyway. great singer. But, but what's well, so I just hear you? So a little different again. No piano. It's guitar. All through the year we waited, waited through spring and fall, to hear silver bells ringing, see winter time bringing the happiest season of all—chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. What a pro. That's so great. Right? So that's that's the inspiration. I mean, that's you know, that's the that's the guy who wrote it. Right. Singing his song. Right. What a great voice though, huh? Oh, phenomenal voice. If you're listening to this, listen to his pitch. Yeah. Well remember, this is before Autotune and yeah, long, Melodyne. Long and, before Autotune. Right. Um he's just a really great locked in, good sense of pitch. Um Great feel, absolutely. And oh, there's wicked, that talk about professional. We were pro, yes. Right? And there's the the great story about that. So he was playing at the music hall in Portsmouth, in near our Portsmouth, near New Hampshire, our, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, our hometown. And uh, they had paid him what to, you know got him to come for his fee, and it was this big fundraiser. And right. Um, so he shows up, and I I know the story because there was a guy that I knew that was uh, working there at the time. Shows up and. Um, Says, hey, how you doing? Introduce him. Super nice. Like, really nice. Um, with somebody, like his road manager probably. Mm-hmm. Some, him and another guy. Right. And says, uh, so uh, where's my check? <laughs> and they go, oh, uh, so-and-so is going to bring that. They're, they're, they're going to come in a little bit. He goes, okay, I'll wait. And he stood on the stage <laughs> with a big smile on his face. Didn't talk to anybody. Just looking around. Wouldn't do didn't, nothing. And they had to go get the person. He was like on stage for 10, 15 minutes or something, just waiting. Right, just waiting. So then they finally run out. They give him the check. And he goes, oh, thanks. Opens up the check. Looks at the check. Right. Makes sure it's for the right amount. Puts it back in the envelope. Folds it up. Puts it in his inside pocket and goes, all right, so uh, where are we doing sound check? Exactly. Like, happy as can be. But but completely but man, professional. He was not going to start playing Like, you that know that, that this is somebody... Who has had problems collecting on his payments That's exactly. before? This is a guy who did a gig where they said they pay him after the gig and they didn't. Oh, pay it's him. more. Than, it's more than one gig, man. Well, right, probably. Right, and so just you know, again, I love that story because it just talks about being the the, the consummate professional. That you don't need to be a jerk about it. You right, know, right, right. You can be completely kind and yeah. and and you know you don't have to be you need to be upbeat and but if you've had problem getting paid from venues. Make sure you paid up front. Right. Exactly. Right? Mel Torme, you can just tell them the Mel Tor- Torme story. Right. And if they don't know who he is, you say, he's the cat who wrote Chestnuts Roasting Out of the Open Fire. The Christmas oh, song. The Christmas song. So there you go. So we're going to play another iconic. All right. What's next? I'm not going to tell you. I can't wait. It's another iconic Christmas song right. that we will have another little very cool story for Okay. at the conclusion. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. 
Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way What fun to ride and sing in a one-horse open sleigh Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Jingle bells <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, King jingle of Christmas bells. himself King of the Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby. All right, so Jingle Bells was written in by... Medford, Mass., right? Yes, and, and the guy who wrote it... Uh, wait, I've got this here. The guy who wrote it is... Um, I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> great, great radio. I know, great radio. All right, well, we'll come back to it. So, uh, he, so here's the deal. So they're not sure exactly when he wrote it. Okay. He ended up... He was... Um, Born in Medford, Mass, to a family, I think his dad was a, a Unitarian minister, um, ended up moving to the South, moving to uh, Savannah, Georgia, married the, um, ended up marrying the mayor's daughter, James Pierpont. Yep. That's who it was, James I need, Pierpont. I need to remember. Um, and so he ended up moving to, to uh, Savannah, Georgia, yet I was already married Right, but before he did, he wrote this well, iconic... Well, he wrote this iconic song, Jingle Bells, right? So, right. everybody thinks, oh, it's Jingle Bells. You know, like there's a plaque to, about it in Medford, Mass. Well, there's also a plaque about it in, in Savannah, Georgia, too, where they like, right. well, we don't know, nobody knows where it was written. That's in, not true. It was written in Medford. We know it was written in Medford. There is no Jingle Bells in That's exact, Savannah, well, Georgia. So, this is what I love about that song, is that it's, it's based on, the in Medford Square, they used to have these uh, horse races. Right, these sleigh races. Sleigh races. So, and I remember reading a, a Songwriter Magazine article about this years ago, where they talk about, it's actually kind of a racy song. Right. Because the right. second verse- yeah. Where they talk Besot. about getting upsot, right? Where the idea with that is that riding around in a one-horse open sleigh when you're a young mm-hmm. couple is one of the few times when you're going to be unaccompanied. Right, you could riding through the woods. If it's just a one-horse open sleigh, there's not enough room for a lot of chaperoning. Exactly. So, so you just so ride, you just, you like, just you take know, that horse into the woods. There, and They got upsot, and they, that, that was a double entendre, and people exactly. in the early, late 1800s would sing this like as a drinking song almost right well and then there's the there's the other story about it where it was actually sort of a uh you know about like these were the these were like the hot riders well right because the because of the race of the time that they were like the the what, young you know you the, kids you know stop with your jingle bells <laughs> the jingle right? bells and all. well yeah because what they would do is they would put as many jingle bells on right. as they could and race around in the li- like the loudest one. Right, right. exactly. It's like turn, it. you know, making your Harley super loud. Right. Because it wasn't a Harley. No right. Harleys. It was a one horsepower, but it was, right. a, it was a pretty badass horsepower. Ex- right. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. So you got the, the jingle bells. And it, what I, I love the whole, he's kind of, where you like find out Mozart was kind of a philanderer and like a rock right, star. Right, right, right. Same deal. This guy was, you know, ended up fighting for the Confederacy and like. Right, exactly. Buried down there. You know. Found his second wife pretty much while his first wife was dying. Right, right. It's a whole like one of those. It's not guys. a real good Christmas story. No, but he did write. But an amazing, an iconic, iconic Christmas, Christmas song. song. And I just want to listen to a little bit more of that song because the Andrew sisters are going to sing in a minute. Okay. All the way, bells on bobtail ring, bells on bobtail. Spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a playing song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is 
Sorry, I just had to get the uh, the Andrews sisters in there because they're awesome. They're amazing. They're amazing. amazing. And oh. you know, we could play more versions of that, but I don't think we need to. Like no, to me, like I think as soon as you hear the Andrews sisters yeah. come in, I mean, Michael Bublé does a takeoff on that with you know Jingle Bell Girls, and you know, you know what else is fascinating about the song Jingle Bells? Tell me. Everybody knows that song. Oh yeah. Everybody can sing it. We all know the lyrics. Definitely. There, other than that. Yeah. Version, which is kind of like a, a hipped up version. Yeah. Right. That was j- uh, j- jingle bell. Right, that was that was arranged by John Scott Trotter. Exactly. I'm not kidding. That's Bing's, actually that's I know Bing's, Bing's arranger. Bing's arranger. Um, Who was amazing. Amazing arranger. That's a job you don't really have anymore. No, there really aren't a lot of that anymore. I mean, that, you know, there's there's certainly niche stuff for that. <laughs> well, in Tom Kitt and radio actually does arrange Green Day's uh, some of Green Day's stuff now. Okay. After that's true. working Good with point. them uh, on the uh, American Idiot Broadway show. They liked right. him so much that they bring him in and do some of the arranging on that, which is kind of cool. But again, that's a pretty narrow... It's a niche thing. Niche, niche yeah, thing. Absolutely. Um, all right, so what do we got next? So um, so we're going to do a couple... We're going to do the, the thing, a couple of different versions of a song. Okay. So there's the... We're going to start with the iconic version. Okay. And then we're going to talk about how to do one... If, well, let's just we'll start with the iconic one. Okay. We're just gonna start with this, and, and uh, this I think there's another one that I think you could safely say most people could sing at least part of, probably okay. most of. All right, so here we go. Like this. Thank you very much. Elvis. Thank you, everybody. I love that song. I like to thank my mama. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. So, what's great is it's Blue Christmas. You hear, like, you say Blue Christmas, and most people think, uh huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Right. Just, that's what you think. Yeah. Right? And so, we were talking, we started the show by talking about writing Christmas songs, but there's also. You know, it's a really great idea if you are a band that has a band or a solo artist that has any kind of, you know, fan base. Yeah. You want to give them new stuff as much as you can, right? And so giving them Christmas songs, holiday songs, is a phenomenal way of serving that need. Oh my gosh. And you know what? If you're a band or a solo artist and you're doing gigs anywhere around the holiday time. Play a song. Just add a couple of songs. Add, a, add a, at least one Christmas song. Yeah. Holiday song, whatever. Yeah. Because it will it will go over well. Yeah. Oh, totally. Really, no matter what kind of band you are. Right. So here's a great version of that same song by a band who really really knows who they are yes authentically absolutely and they stay to it with their version absolutely Ladies and gentlemen, the Lumineers. 
killing it. It's killing it. Killing it. What's great about that is you know immediately two things. As soon as he starts singing the first line, you know what the song is, and you know what the band is. Right. There, exactly. Man, there is a band that really has... They're authentic. They are completely have their sound yeah. down. And it's not that they have their sound down in a way that sounds... Uh, it's it, it, it doesn't sound like they're trying to sound like themselves. Right. 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 And it doesn't sound... It, they don't sound like them all the time because they always sound the same. No, right. They just... They just have a style, man. They have a style. They are the Lumineers. Yeah. They have a Christmas album out. Check it out. It's beautiful. Yes. Okay, so Great. here is a, a an iconic older song that should never be done by anybody other than Eartha Kitt. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. baby just slip a sable under the tree for me been an awful good girl santa baby so hurry down the chimney tonight and you know he's gonna <laughs> just because of the way eartha kit asks him wow uh, so i've also never heard that song in my headphones that's pretty amazing <laughs> So here's the thing. In my opinion, this is one of those songs where you go, every other version pales in comparison. Yeah. I mean, look, here, you know, Ariana Grande just put one out mm-hmm. recently. Love Ariana Grande. Yeah, right. She's got a sexy little voice, too. Yep. It's just not her the kid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, and Michael Bublé's got that version, but that's... I know, oh, you don't... We disagree on that we one. We disagree on that you don't like You don't like Michael Bublé's it's version. It's a very rare Michael Bublé... Faux you think pas. it's a miss? I think it's a bad I don't think idea. it's a miss. I think he didn't have a friend in the studio with him to go, ah, what else you got, my I don't know. I kind of dig it because he calls, he says, Santa buddy. Yeah, and that's why I hate it. Santa Pally. I kind of like yeah, it. I'm all right. I'm all right with that. But but it didn't make the list. It's not anywhere near as good as this. No. It's right, not even close. Exactly. So, oh, here's a great example. Let's do this one. Here's a great example of what you should never do. Okay. Oh, I love this. I love starting this way. Unless. Don't ever do this unless. You somehow can. Okay. Don't do this. Kids, don't try this at home. Unless you are. Unless you can. Unless you are in the same stratosphere as Leslie Odom Jr. I'll be home for Christmas. You. Can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. He's doing. He just introed the entire. I'll be home for Christmas. Acapella. Acapella. And it's amazing. I just don't... You know what he is? Sometimes there are are singers or actors or actresses or artists of some kind that are like the Tom Brady of their field. Transcendent. Transcendent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's absolutely And that's a transcendent voice. And singer. And so for anybody, Michael, who wouldn't know who they are... So, Leslie Orham Jr. Who who, who that is... uh, was played um, Aaron Burr 
in the Broadway, original Broadway cast of Hamilton. Uh, he has a Christmas album out. You should listen to it. Oh my gosh. Please go to Spotify and listen to it. If music. you are still buying music. Buy that record. Buy the record. You will not be sorry you did. Yes. I will be surprised if it's not on repeat for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't sing a Christmas song a cappella unless... You have that kind of voice. You can do that. Right. So, uh, I think it's time. Okay. Some people know. Some people don't. Oh, 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 I know. My, uh, my brother Adam. My brother Michael. We are related. Our grandmother. Sang. Was a very famous singer. Famous singer. In the 50s. Uh, she was mostly known, uh, for being on the Bob Crosby television show Yep, and for being really one of the first calls for dubbing, uh, for mu- for movies. Right. See, cause back in the day before they had auto tune, if someone was a good looking actress Singer, or an actor or, or dancer or, or dancer and they couldn't sing instead of auto tuning them. Like they, they would, would do now. They would just have somebody else sing the part. Sing the part. And we know that because our grandmother did it. So, right. for Sid Charisse and Silk Stockings. And Brigadoon. And Brigadoon um, and a bunch of other stuff. But w- one of the most well-known songs she ever did. That she's best known for. Was um, Silver Bells, Silver Bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Ring a ling, ring a ling, hear them ring, ting a ling. Soon it will be Christmas Day. City sidewalks. So that is Grandma That's Carol Richards. Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, Grandma. Singing with Bing Crosby, Father Christmas. <laughs> in a good way in a good way yeah yeah and uh so that has had a bunch of uh um covers that There's was been a ton that was um i think one of the first i think the first time it was recorded i, I think it was the first i think time it was the first recording, recording of it bob crosby did a version of it for i mean bing Cro- uh, no sorry bob hope did a version yes. of it then for a movie afterwards he did um but that was the and great story about them recording that. She yeah. showed up to the studio and the orchestra's already there and they're all set up and um, Bing's there and the producer's there. They've already run through it. They show her the music. Now, this is the great side note. She couldn't read music. Uh, <laughs> She's a professional singer and, and doing voiceover stuff and she just had a really good ear. So they're like, yeah, cool. And she's, so they run through it and she's doing harmonies and stuff. Right. So they run through it once. Pro. Total pro. Run through it once and then they... You know, the songwriter's there and the arranger's there and they make some changes. They run through it again, feeling pretty good, and they go, and rolling. From beginning to end, and that's what we just listened to. <laughs> and that's what you just heard. Third the third time she ever sang <laughs> she it. She ever sang the song. And that, so I just, I love that story for a couple of reasons. One, to sort of show the difference in what the industry was. Right. And how the industry is different now. Yeah. And just because I think it's a cool story. It's a great story. You know? And I, I love that I didn't read about that. I remember Absolutely. I love that Grandma told Well, one of the things it, so. one of the things that I love about that is uh I, I had to learn Bing's part 
a few years ago to sing with uh, my daughter, yeah. who was uh, Abriel, and he's not doing harmony where he should be doing harmony all the time. No, he, sometimes he does melody. He slips. He slips to the melody in in a few places. Yep, uh, and he can because he's Bing, right? Do whatever he wants. He <laughs> can do whatever he wants. Uh, but it was. It's just great, and it's also another great reason why you know, like she. We knew famously that she didn't like the way she said treasures. Right. In this take, and there's no. You don't go in and punch in. There's no punch. Say, in. hey, can I just punch in the word treasures? That was it. You don't go back and re-record it. You know couple months later for next year's release <laughs> it's not the mariah carey song that we were just looking no, at exactly. 58 different versions of her of it. singing it of her, except there is the live one that's all ukulele exactly no that's you just put up with the fact for you know 50 years that you used to hate the way you said treasures right 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 exactly I mean, that's so it's just great so that's the only version of that we're going to play yes um what are we on to now well you know what i think uh, while we're talking about um you know while we're talking about and just skipping back a little bit to uh, a band that, that can do a Christmas song and make it sound like them. Stay true to who they are. Okay. And if you guys don't think that, if you guys are out there and you're thinking that you're, that it's not cool to record a Christmas song. Right. I think the shins are pretty cool. Oh, me too. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. The party's on, the feeling's here. It only comes this time of year. <laughs> That's so great, man. The Shins making Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. I, Amazing. Th- that that makes me happy on so many different so levels. So many levels. I just love the Shins so much. I know, right? Oh my gosh, that's Just awesome. incredible. Love that. Just love that. It's just So again, if you think that you're too cool to record a Christmas song, trust me, there are way cooler yeah. bands out there that have recorded Christmas, Christmas songs. songs. Yeah, so don't I mean, we're not going to play it on this show, but uh, Julian, uh, what's his name, Casablancas? Oh, right, from from the Strokes. Casablanca from the Strokes, right? Has like it's like <laughs> you got to check it out. Look it up on Spotify. Absolutely. Well, you know, what? we'll put it on we'll put it on our Spotify playlist. Yes, for yeah, because we're gonna we are gonna put a Spotify playlist up. Um, we haven't tagged it yet, so we don't know what it's yeah, gonna. Yeah, this tag. will be up, but but this will be up, uh, and you can look for that. We'll uh, we'll tag it in the in the podcast description. So you guys can go and enjoy some of the Christmas yeah. songs that we enjoy listening yeah, to. Exactly. And uh, I mean, the other one that it's look if if you know if the Ramones, right, can can do a Christmas album. Yes. Trust me, you guys, you can do a Christmas you can album. Do a Christmas album. So, oh, here's one that you shouldn't do. Don't do this. I don't think anybody should. This is in the same category as the Eartha Kit version of Santa Baby. I'm not really sure that this should be done by anything anybody else. Although Los Lobos could probably do it. Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero año y felicidad Feliz Navidad 
that was the that was the first Spanish uh, that I ever learned. That I ever learned. Yeah, Jose Feliciano. Man, that's such a great song. That's He's an amazing. So his voice is just amazing butter now what's funny though and I, another reason you shouldn't do it is and I didn't notice it because he's got such a great voice and it's a great tune and mm-hmm. the guitar parts are great he sings that and then well he sings, does do it in, he does do it in, in he English says, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas okay does that from the bottom of my heart then he sings the verse same verse again that's he it sings them all like four times over and over again and you won't notice this you'll just add it to your list yeah I'll do that tune and then you'll be halfway through it at your right. gig and realize oh my god Oh, what have I done? What have I done? There's I'm not Jose Feliciano. I exactly. Can't, I can't do this. So just, and this is where we so talk unless about you're, know you know, your lane. Unless you're Los Lobos or, yes. that, or, or that ilk. Yes. That's probably not a Christmas song for you. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, let's talk, let's do some, I'd like to talk about some more modern day okay. Christmas songs for a little bit if we can. Yeah, please. And You got the list. I mean, what I, am I going to do? <laughs> I want to start with, um, so some Christmas songs, you know, they don't, it doesn't have to talk about the same subject. Right. right. It doesn't like, have to obviously be the bills on the tree. With right. The exactly. Ivy. Right. And you can do that and still make it be magical and still give you the feeling of the season and stay in your lane. And your sound. Chrissy Hines. Pretenders. Pretenders. Love that. It's so funny. Singing about Santa Claus. I always loved that song, and I had no idea it was a Christmas song until yeah. you and I played it at one of our Christmas concerts. Mm-hmm. Until I brought it to you and said, you hey, we're going to add like, this. Why are we going to do a Pretender song? And I'm like... It's a Christmas song. It's a Christmas song. Oh, Santa. It's about Santa Claus. Right. The sleigh. The children are calling. He's gone. He's yep. very far. There we go. Right. All right. So you can do that. You can you can write the song in a way that yes. that you could play it all year. Yes, right. And right? nobody's gonna know. But again, you know, at, at this time of year, every year, right. you're gonna get streams. You're yes. gonna get spins. It's it's and you have an opportunity be, to get licensed, and people will be psyched. You're playing it. Exactly. And you're cool, and, and it'll you know put them in a good mood. Yes. Right. Exactly. So then there's, <laughs> so you <laughs> you might you might have an instrumental. Christmas song. Okay. A more instrumental one. Right? Well, there's lyrics, too. Oh. Uh, Fitzgerald. Nice gir- girl. Could be.
I think so. If you're an instrumental band, you can take a, cl- a song like "Christmas Time Is Here," right? And do just do a killer version. Well, right? Yeah, and that's a great. I mean, you know, I think if you're a any kind of jazz band, not having a Christmas or holiday you're taking, album, you're not taking advantage of having just two sets worth of it's yeah Christmas tunes. I think you're. I think you're overlooking something that would be useful, useful and fun. You're you're overlooking a reason for people to come and see you. Yeah. When they've already come to see you play yep. three weeks ago. Exactly. You know, you let them know that next week is your Christmas show. Yep. Your holiday show. And then what you do is you do a Christmas show, like everywhere within 500 miles of your hometown. Absolutely. As often as you can for the last two weeks before Christmas. Definitely. Last three weeks before Christmas. Right. You know. Right. All of December. Right. Because. Now again, now you've got the opportunity to engage with fans. Yep. Make new fans. Yep. If you you're make, playing songs that they already know, you make their lives exactly, better. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. And which make, in turn makes your life better. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's don't don't miss that opportunity. Don't miss that opportunity. So uh, other modern Christmas songs. So country. There are some great country acts. Yes. Right now. Um, one of my favorite. Now, there's a lot of great. Again, remember, guys, these, this show isn't about all the Christmas songs. It's about making sure that we're hitting on a way to inspire you to make use of this time of year to right to add to your fan base. Where I'm just doing going to do a quick uh, sort of interjection there. Uh, yeah. This time of year, when the industry shuts down, right. So if you haven't gotten an email back from somebody that you've been talking to at a booking agent that you're wooing. They're not going to get back to you until January. Forget it. I promise you. End of January. End of January, and then, you know, get back So get back to them. But everything shuts down. So the only album that you should really be releasing this time of year... Is a Christmas album. Is a Christmas album. Thank you, Casey Musgraves. It's all red and gold, and I can go, and tinsel on the tree. It's all twinkle lights and snowy nights And the kids still believe And I know that they say Have a happy holiday And every year I sincerely try Oh, but Christmas, it always makes me cry Wow. And that's an original. Wow. Right? So. <laughs> she's so, dude, she's so talented. Uh, she's amazingly talented. And again, oh my God. another artist who is completely authentic. Completely authentic. If you think she's just the brunette version of Taylor Swift, please think again. Listen to her music again. Yep. Uh, you don't even have to worry about that if you listen to the Christmas album because it's just a great Christmas album. Yeah. Oh my God. With gosh. some really great songs. So great. And she. Does them in her own inimitable style. Yep. And what, what style, Michael? Inimitable. <laughs> what style is that? I'm not gonna say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please? Can I call a friend? Uh, I like to phone a friend, please. I like to phone a friend. If for I that could word. Uh, get the audience uh, help on that <laughs> to one, please. Pronounce that word. Inimitable. Inimitable. Okay. There it is. Inimitable. It still sounds like you're wasted. It does. You know, inimitable. Inimitable. Inimitable style. What that sounds wrong. <laughs> matter with you, kid. So, again, staying true to who she is. Yep. And 
taking advantage of this season to inspire yeah. another piece of art, right? Yeah. Yep. Don't forget to do that. Oh, here's another great version of that exact thing from another modern songwriter. Miss Sarah Borelli's. is packed or the strings of light are broken I don't care if the gifts are wrapped or there's nothing here to open love is not a toy and no paper will conceal it love is simply joy that I'm home I don't care if the carpet's stained we've got food Wow. Yeah, a little, little verklempt. I don't know if I ever am going to be able to listen to Sarah Burley sing stuff like that without tearing up. Yeah. It's like, you know those commercials? <laughs> the dog is he's a puppy in the beginning, and then by the end of it, he's old, and he can't make it up the stairs. And I feel, I feel like, like, like all of her songs are like that. That's Every right. song of hers is like the giving tree. That's right. <laughs> If if Sarah Borelli ever ends up listening to this, please know, Sarah, we mean that in the most <laughs> loving and and just Im, it, amazingly respectful way possible. Sarah, you make us cry. <laughs> Brutal. Okay. Man. Okay. So what else we got? So, well, here's another great. Uh, I think the rest we're gonna we're gonna stick with. Uh, we're gonna stick with songs. That's that, a good idea, doing songs. No, that that are great examples of people being who they are. All right. Uh, so, oh, you know what? I'm going to change my mind on that. I just found this one. Don't trust him. Forgot all about this. So here's a great version, a great uh, a great example of how you can mash up some Christmas songs. All right. I don't think that most Christmas songs should be mashed up. Okay. I, I really don't. I agree. Um, I think that most of them are are crafted in such a way that they should stay separate by themselves. Okay. But here's a great example of an incredible mashup with two incredible voices. Gifts we bring Bing and Bowie. Bowie Bing <laughs> sounds kinda like <laughs> not like Chandler Bing. Bada bing. <laughs> Bowie bing. David Bowie. David Bowie. Pink Crosby. Pink Crosby. Doing an, an an incredible mashup of these two amazing Christmas songs. It's an inimitable <laughs> mashup. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never going to live that one down, guys. 
So just to, that's before we've skipped it, I just wanted to make sure that yeah, we got no, that good. in there because yep. it's a great, really, really phenomenal version of something you shouldn't be able to do, which is to be able to mash up Christmas songs. Yeah. And they do it yeah, no, that's great. really, really well. That was a great If moment. you think you can do it that well, then do it. Try it. Yeah. But listen to criticism if you can't. So here's another band doing a, a really surprisingly great version of a song they probably shouldn't be good at. So we love the, the band Guster. Guster. Right. They're from our, from up in our you area. know, area, Nape of the Woods, Neck of the Nape. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal, pheno- phenomenal band. And so I just, and we're just going to play it and then we'll just talk about it. Mamacita, ¿dónde está Santa Claus? ¿Dónde está Santa Claus? And the toys that he will Mamacita. <laughs> that is Mamacita, ¿dónde está Santa Claus? <laughs> Done by Guster. Which I love I, I with just, the heat of a thousand. Oh suns. my god! I just—that's just so great. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. So look, if you can do that, right? If you could do that with Felice Navidad, with Felice Navidad, do it. Because I'm feeling good. That I'm not sure you can because there's not enough lyrics. I'm not sure. Either. But I, yeah, just great amazing. Stuff. All right, what's what's next? What we so, well, we're we're winding down. We have two. We have two more songs left that I really want to get in. We have a, a big, huge list, but I think we'll just stick with two more. Okay. Um, here's a great version again of a band being who they are of a Christmas song ladies and gentlemen Weezer we wish you a Merry Christmas we wish you a Merry Christmas we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year good tidings we bring to you and your kids Rippers Cuomo <laughs> okay <laughs> If you don't, I don't know. If, I feel like if you don't get happy, if that just doesn't make you go, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to have coffee with you. I don't know if I could have coffee <laughs> because with you. Because it's just so perfect. It, it is Weezer. It's it is Weezer. a Weezer song. And it's a Weezer unironically doing We Wish You a Merry we Christmas. We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Just I doing just, it. Oh, man, I love that The so guitars, much. the vocals, just <laughs> harmonies. <laughs> You know, just big drums. That's just awesome. Ugh, just love. And what it. I love just, about what I love about holiday radio, Christmas radio at this time yeah, of year, yeah. is that you'll hear that, and then you'll hear the Carpenters, like right, right after, which is awesome. Right, which is great. I love that. I mean, I love that because that's like AM radio was like that when we were kids. Absolutely, right? where there were just all kinds of different stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So we can, and you get a luck into really good playlists right now for that's it. Right. To, well, and so that's what we'll try to help you with. We'll, Absolutely, maybe we'll do more of those. That's probably a good Just idea. Throw some, we'll do some more playlists some for you guys. Some M3 playlists for you guys. Absolutely. So last one. Might be one of my favorite Christmas songs. Oh. I, know I can't that remember it, what was last. Here. I know that it is my daughter Susie's very favorite Christmas song okay. and has been for a very, very long time. Okay. The Boss. <laughs> it's all cold down along the beach. Whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! You guys know what time of year it is? What time? What? What? Oh, Christmas time! You guys 
practicing real hard. Yeah. Clients, you've been, you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good or what? Oh, that's not many. Not many. You guys are in trouble out here. <laughs> You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not bow, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna The boss, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Bringing it home. Bringing it home for the end of the podcast. For Christmas. That was just... had such a great time, you guys. That's awesome. Maybe we're going to have to do a different podcast next year. We might have to just so we we can can do do it again. Just so we can do it again. Absolutely. That was amazing. So if we don't uh, see you guys or hear you guys before Christmas... Have a great Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. If you if we've missed saying Happy Hanukkah to you guys, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. It's still Hanukkah while we're recording. This, it is, but, but I don't know when you're going to hear this. It could be July you say, when you do, hear you, this. do you wish somebody a Happy Kwanzaa? Yeah, we, we will. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, and then we uh, hope that your your winter solstice celebration yes is tremendous. Is tremendous. Or if you're just enjoying the day off. That's cool, too. If you're just psyched that the lines at the movies are not very long, (laughs) then you do you. You do you. You do you, you guys. Be authentic. Be authentic. Be yourself. Be real. And remember, you got this. We got your back.